honesty hour, I did not know what I was doing in regards to launching this podcast. And I wouldn't have been able to do it without Anchor. Anchor makes starting a podcast super, super easy and allows you to not only use their platform to distribute the podcast, but you can even go on your phone or computer and record and edit the podcast right on their platform. Best of all, it's totally, totally free. So if you're interested in starting a podcast, download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. So just to start off, just want to tell the listeners like who you are, what you do, and why do you do it? Okay. Yeah, my name is Jacob Chandler. Uh, I grew up in a small town in Illinois, uh, and what I do is digital marketing. And my big thing is uh, data over ego. So really letting data drive, you know, what's working for you. Um, do you want me to go into like my full background and story? Yeah. So I started in digital marketing when I was about 16 and I just fell in love with the idea of being able to sell something online without ever actually like physically talking to that person. Yeah. And it's just like, you can just sell something on eBay, drop ship it to them, never actually touch the product and make money from it. So when I was 16, I started my own eBay store, just drop shipping. Um, I found a niche and I niched down to almost like hunting accessories. So I was selling like really? ghillie suits and like <laughs> tents and that kind of stuff. And I was making decent money from there. And I was like, okay, this is kind of cool, but uh, I was never building like my own brands or anything. Mm -hmm. And I, I realized I need to own the customer. Um, but on eBay, obviously it's a platform that's, uh, you don't have to do any marketing. It's like sells itself. So I was like, all right, well, let me try to build my own website. And at that point in my life, I was really into working out. Uh, and from that, I was like, all right, well, what could I do around working out? So I'm like, oh, I can make supplements because I watched a, a documentary. It was uh, bigger, stronger, faster. And it was about the supplement world and how easy it was to make a supplement brand because there's really no regulation around any of those like pre-workout supplements. I'm like, OK, wow. I think I can make that. So, you know, I did the formula. It was like creatine and a few other things, you know, made the pills. The, the brand was going to be called uh, More Desirable Nutrition. I'm like, this is going to be sweet. You know, I'm going to have my own supplement brands. And then, you know, I built the website and it fell right on its freaking face. Like it, it didn't work. And that's when I realized, all right, I need to figure out how to get good at doing digital marketing, uh, particularly at that point in my life, because I didn't have any money uh, getting good at organic social. So from that, uh, I had a buddy of mine, Scott Popeskew, uh, who's from the Houston area. And he had a Facebook or a Twitter page called Mr. Cocky Baseball. And at this point I was in college. Uh, I played baseball in uh, at UW Parkside in Kenosha. And I was like, if he can do it, like I can build a, a Twitter following. So I built, you know, I, I created a page called Athlete Psyche and then another one called uh, In That Quite. And all I was doing was just like, you know, reposting some memes, creating some original content, but uh, just putting stuff out there that resonated with people. Mm -hmm. uh, and from there, I grew a following of people following myself of 250,000 people. Wow. And then from there, I was like, okay, I need to find other people like Scott, like friends that I knew that had followings on Twitter. And all we would do, would, we'd, we'd be sharing each other's tweets. And the way you made money back then was you would drive what is called pay-per-click traffic uh, to websites. So uh, the, the website we would send traffic to is Teens Digest, which is no longer around. Uh, a guy named Dewey Nguyen owned the website. <laughs> uh, long story about that guy later on that we could get into. Um, but 
we uh, were driving traffic to his website and it was all based on revenue per thousand impressions. So in a sense, you could just, let's just say it was pay-per-click. So for every click you sent to the website, you'll get about five to 15 cents based on how many times that visitor clicked around on their website and yeah. if they clicked an ad. Um, so we were doing that for a while you know, and reaching 20 million people in our audience, sharing each other's tweaks, it, uh, tweets, it worked out pretty well. But from that, I was like, I really just want to make my own brands. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not, you know, a developer. I can't create a cool game. I can't create any software, but I'm like, all right, uh, I can create a simple t-shirt with simple sayings on it. Uh, so from that, I, I created an apparel company called Vero, uh, which is the Latin word for truth. And the whole point behind it was I was an athlete at the time. It was going to be, um, basically, Nike, but on softer, uh, softer material that fits well. And it was just simple quotes on, on shirts, like I'm limitless and, and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, and from there, I was actually able to meet, uh, Mike Zimmerman, uh, who owns some things in the Milwaukee area uh, and created an apparel brand most recently called Corked. And, um, from there, uh, Corked has been, been doing pretty well. We, we launched in 2016 and on the third day of launching Corked, um, uh, we had the entire Chicago Cubs team wearing our try not to suck shirt. And from there, it just kind of like blew up. And it was it was a pretty, pretty wild year. We just we got super lucky because, I mean, that was the year they won the World Series. And it just so happened to be the year that, you know, we got them wearing the shirt. So it yeah. was a yeah, it was a fun ride that year. But that's my background. My big thing is yeah, digital marketing and um trying to get as good as I can at that. That's dope, man. And I remember just uh, hearing that you guys were literally shipping those shirts, those cork shirts out of uh, what was basically a shack yeah. at, at a local <laughs> sports complex. Yeah. yeah. And it was, yeah. So that try not to suck came around. I uh, had a, we had a partner in corks. His name's Joe Farrow and he knew the Cubs hitting coach at the time. So we were launching corked on a, on a Friday and on a Monday that week, he's like, hey, man, Joe has this idea um, where he t- tells Javi Baez all the time. This was Javi's first year in the league the year before in 2015. He just told him, hey, man, just go out there and try not to suck. And we thought that was freaking hilarious. Like, what kind of coach does a player yeah. to try not to suck? So we're <laughs> like, all right. Like, we scrambled, got it, you know, a quick shirt mock-up made, sent it to, over to Maley via text. And he showed it to Joe Madden. And, he, and Joe loved it. And from there, we found a way to work with his charity, Respect 90. And, you know, literally he got the shirt approved on a Monday. Uh, we ordered the shirts on Monday, got them printed on Tuesday and got them shipped out to Arizona for the team to wear. Uh, got them there by Saturday so they could wear them on that Sunday. It was it was a crazy week. The shirt was designed oh. literally like five days before the team wore it. And it was it just kind of blew up. And uh, yeah, it just kind of took on its own personality that year. That's awesome, dude. And I know uh, with your background combined with, I mean, the Cubs basically influencing for the brand. Um, that's I mean that's got to have a huge impact in regards to not only revenue, but overall brand awareness. Like I, I go around Chicago these days and um, yeah. it, especially going to a Cubs game, it's hard not to go to a Cubs game and see some type of courtship, whether it's try not to suck or another type of uh, shirt that has been made. Um, yeah. it's, it's really everywhere. And I commend you for that. That's yeah. That's we got awesome. super, super lucky, man. I mean, the first time they win the world series in 108 years and we just happened to be there. 
at the beginning of the year when they won, you know, or when they didn't win and, you know, they, they were just whatever. Yeah. And then at the end of the year, we, we came up with the other shirt that said we did not suck. And that was just a whole nother beast too. But yeah, we got extremely <laughs> lucky ba- being able to, you know, get in on that year. It was, it was wild, man. What do you, what do you, obviously you attribute the, the influencing, um, to that brand and getting lucky. Um, but there was some backend work that you guys were doing as well from not only fulfillment, but, um, your expertise in digital marketing. What do you attribute? Like, were you targeting the right people? Were you, um, hitting the right people or do you really just attribute the brand success to, um, I mean the Cubs. So I would attribute a lot of the success to Joe Madden, and his ability to get a ton of free PR. So when we came out with these Maddenism shirts, try not to suck, do simple, better, uh, embrace the target and the like, uh, he would get reporters to report on them. So we were getting a lot of organic traffic from the CSNs, um, the Comcast Chicago's of the world, sending us a bunch of organic traffic. And then with that, uh, we're really good at paid digital ads. So we have our, what we would call a funnel system built out where we're targeting people that, you know, retargeting people that have been to our website, but then also creating audiences that look like the people that have been to our website, that look like the people that uh, have purchased from us or added to the cart. And that was a, another main factor, uh, um, not, not only for Cork, but then for other businesses over the past you know, three years. Um, the agency we run has spent over $20 million on paid ads, and it's all around you know, building out a proper funnel system that makes your paid spend as efficient as possible. That way, when you're sending somebody to your website that doesn't know you before, you can kind of work them through a sales process until they eventually uh, you push them over the edge and, and make that purchase. So I, I would say for Cork, though, the big thing was getting a lot of organic traffic to the website extremely cheap uh, with a lot of good public relations and PR, but then being able to funnel that traffic efficiently uh, into sales. It, it kind of just worked out. It was like the perfect storm because my expertise was, you know, organic, social and paid ads. And uh, we just happened to catch lightning in a bottle that first year by getting a shit ton of PR <laughs> for free because yeah. Madden's, you know, Madden's Madden's, you know, he's Joe Madden. He's, uh, he's a really cool dude, real laid back. And, you know, people love him because because of who he is. He's just a great guy. Um, so I think just together, uh, it worked out extremely well. Together, um, it combined to make a beast, honestly. No, like yeah. I, I saw, I mean, I was I was part of the almost not the tail end, but like I, I saw it from uh, just going from you guys in that shack to, okay, now we have to outsource some of these things and do some stuff um, with this brand and seeing the different other collaborations that you had with different teams and stuff like that, just grow uh, the brand internally. That's awesome. And just seeing it from um, like, like you said, Joe Madden's just lovable. Um, Seeing the Cubs almost as a team go from, I mean, it's a running joke, but before they were the lovable losers. Everybody yep. loved them because it, it, they were the Cubs, even though most of the time they they were at the bottom of the standings in the central. Yeah. And seeing that growth and seeing the, it was kind of cool seeing the brand's growth and then the team's growth go yeah. up as well um, was, I mean, something that's all inspiring. Um, but yeah, before we go too much into just like your journey and what you're doing now, I wanted to dive back into like what, like, how old are you right now? I'm 27. Okay. So 27, what like you're 10 or it's been 11 years since you first took that dive 
um, into digital marketing. What would you tell, what, what's one piece of advice that you would tell that 16 year old Jacob um, to kind of help him or tell him to keep pushing towards going so in the direction that he's going? Um, if I were to go like it back to yeah. 10 years and be able to tell myself, yeah. I would say one, uh, at that point I, I had a, an ego and I really obviously thought Twitter was a thing, but if I would have just dove in and, and tried the other platforms early, uh, it would have been even more successful. Cause like Facebook ads now are a lot harder than they were, you know, 10 years ago, uh, 10 years ago, they didn't really even have an ad platform, but if you would have been running paid ads back then, uh, it would have just been absolutely killing it. So I guess I would tell myself what I've really learned over the years is test everything mm -hmm. and let data tell you the truth. Um, there's going to be a lot of times where your ego tries to trip you up, but you have to really go with what the data is telling you. Um, Cause otherwise, I mean that, that, that is the truth. Um, that's what data is. Just don't let your ego trip you up, but tests and test everything. I love that. And Honestly, a 16-year-old Izzy was messing around with Facebook and helping. I, I used to work at a play against sports. It was my first okay. job in high school. Um, realized very quickly that like sports, love sports, but I will always be a fan. I was never going to be the guy on TV yeah. uh, actually playing the sport. So I was like, okay, I need to do something. I, I took that job as a 16-year-old to make some money uh, to pay my gas bill more than anything yeah. uh, in regards to my, my car but I used to run um, my Play Against Sports Facebook page. And I thought I was on the top of the world when I got 200 likes on their Facebook page. Yeah. And now if you go back and look at that Facebook page, I grew that exponentially. And if I would have kept going at it, I probably would have been uh, way more well-versed in the world of Facebook and probably Facebook ads. Yeah. But there was kind of this weird period where I said, okay, maybe I don't want to do this. Maybe I just need to get away from social media a little bit. And it's crazy because like in high school, I used to get like hate because you're like, oh, you're people used to say like, you're always on Facebook. You're always on Facebook. You're always just doing this, doing this, doing this. Yeah. And little did I know it would amount to a career, not only for me, but I mean, people for a lot like of yourself people. Yeah. and like it's, it's, it's an industry now. And back then a lot of people didn't look at it as an industry. It just looked yeah. at it as a fad and like, MySpace it was going to die. But yep. I mean, look at Facebook, look at Instagram, look at all these other things that have developed because of, I, I, I'd like to say MySpace um, that has been able to create an industry and create revenue for people like us mm -hmm. that we love. Change the world, man. It, it honestly our has. worlds for sure. It honestly has. And it's been able to like these celebrities that everybody puts on a pedestal I mean, from my parents' age to my grandparents' age, celebrities have always been at this pedestal. It's been, I mean, social media has made them more like attainable. And yeah, it's like, you can actually I like, feel talk to them more. and have conversations with them and you get to see what their life's like now where in the past you, you wouldn't be able to see that, you know? So it's, yeah, it's changed the world, man. It really has. Exactly, exactly. But yeah, I just, um, in regards to like what you're doing now, and you mentioned your your company right now has spent, or spent over $20 million in paid ads. What are you doing now? And what, what kind of impact do you see yourself making here in the near future? Yeah, so our company is called Prolific Media. Uh, we're really focused on online paid acquisition, whether that be paid ads on Facebook and Instagram, uh, Google search, Google display, YouTube, uh, we'll do Pinterest ads and Snapchat ads. But uh, really what we focus on is finding clients that one naturally have a good organic reach. 
um, that have a good uh, budget to spend. And then we work with them to create a framework in their ad platforms. And we actually do the media buying for them uh, to create a, a framework that is scalable. That way we can figure out, all right, what is your target uh, return on ad spends? Uh, so a lot of our clients are trying to get you know, a three or four return on ad spend. So what that is, is for every dollar they spend, they want three or four dollars back in return in revenue. So we, what we try to do is reverse engineer. OK, that's what you want to get. How can we attain that? So we we go out and we test out on all the platforms that we think they would do well on. And we test out as many variables as we can. So we'll test out a ton of different audiences. Uh, we'll test out different creatives, uh, whether, it, whether it be imagery or photos, uh, test out different just captions and copy and test out everything till we figure out what works and actually obtains that return on ad spend goal. And then once we figure out what works, our goal is to drive and scale as much uh, revenue as we can. So our goals with them is, you know, maybe we're spending only, you know, five grand a month initially. Our goal is to be able to steadily increase that to we're spending, you know, 20, 40, 50 grand a month. Because for them, that that equals like 150 grand in revenue. And then it's worth their while to use an agency. So that's what our goal is. We we like to think of ourselves as uh, people that can help scale um, already somewhat successful businesses through paid acquisition. Um, so yeah, that's, that's what we do. That's what our main focus it is. And again, our mantra is data over ego. We're going to let the data tell us what's right. Cause I, I know there's hundreds of times where I've created an ad and I'm like, that is the funniest, wittiest freaking caption ever, man. Yeah. Great job, Jacob, you know? <laughs> and then I put it out there and you know, the Facebook, Instagram algorithms, you know, the real people see it in their newsfeed and it doesn't work. And you're like, fuck, <laughs> like that was hilarious. Why didn't that work? And then you just type something simple that took you one second to create and that kicks ass and you're just like yeah so that's where i've learned over the years that you just really gotta let the data tell you uh what's working because otherwise if you let your ego get in the way too much you're just going to be butthurt at the end of the day so just just let data tell you what works and you know you know let the algorithms work yeah that's awesome and i we were just chatting in my office and we uh we're chatting and you just visited snapchat yep and what like Obviously, people are looking at Snapchat. They took a, a nosedive uh, after yep. the IPO, um, and you've been—you told me some really cool stuff in regards to the platform. Um, but the uh, we're obsessed with culture, and you saw stuff in that culture that probably, like when you visited that office, that isn't um, that hasn't been able to been be replicated. I mean, I we don't do it here. Um, stuff like uh, the free lunches and stuff like yep. that. What, what do you think, uh, Snapchat is doing right right now in regards to the culture, but then on the business end for someone that's yeah. looking to, um, play some ad spend in there. Yeah. So Snapchat, it was a cool meeting. We met with Fad's eye over there. She was really great. Um, yeah, you walk in, it's actually a rather, like you think it would be like, it's Snapchat. It's a pretty big company. Now you think it would have, you know, a logo outside, but it was in a business park in Santa Monica um kind of really discreet building but like high-tech entry it was like very secure but you walk in and it's just this basically wide open space with conference rooms and uh, they had their like mini cafeteria there where they had free food for everybody and i mean it just seemed very like collaborative and it was really like chill laid-back environment so I, I think from a culture standpoint it was pretty cool but then just from an ad standpoint things that i don't think they were very good at uh, before were like Facebook has their their pixel, which is really good at tracking people and purchases. And, and Facebook, it, are, they're able to track you across device. So if 
you know, if you originally go to a website on your phone, mm-hmm. um, you may just be browsing on that website, but then you go to your computer and buy something. Uh, they can track you and know, hey, they saw this ad on their phone and then they went to the computer to buy. They can still attribute that to the ad. So, so Snapchat couldn't do that a few years ago. And that's something they've really been getting better at. And that's yeah. something they, they can finally do now, where if you're on your Snapchat device on your phone uh, and, you buy, and you don't buy from the ad and you go to your computer, uh, and purchase, then they, they actually are able to track you still um, across devices, which is really good. Um, and before they they didn't have that functionality, which is a is an advertiser wasn't good because you weren't really getting the true data that you need to to know if something's working or not. So then when you were running ads on there, your return on ad spend probably wasn't accurate yeah. uh, because it wasn't able to track across devices. So that's something that they're doing now that's different, and they're also rolling out. Uh, basically like how Facebook has collection ads where our carousels where you can scroll through and see the products yeah. and click directly through that product page. All they had before was a simple swipe up, which, yeah, I mean, that's fine, but you're not going to be able to see if you're a brand that's a consumer facing that's, you know, you sell shoes or you sell apparel uh, with a simple swipe up, you can send them to a collection page, but it's not really going to let them, I don't know. It's not that direct click to a product that they may like. Right. It's just to a collection page where they're probably going to bounce really quickly. Yeah. Um, so with what they have with the collection ads now, that's pretty cool. Uh, that's rolling out is you can actually have multiple products in an ad that will actually show the product itself that you can click through. And that will be in the forefront of the image. Um, similar to how Facebook has their collection ads. And I, I think it can do really well. Um, what they're saying, their their demographic is, I thought it was going to be actually a little bit younger. So I was thinking their typical user was maybe, you know, 14 to 21. But when we met with them, they were saying their demographic was actually more 21 to 28. And that's people that are going to be getting, you know, post-college and have some money to, to yeah. spend. I mean, it, that's us. You know, I still use Snapchat and it makes yeah. sense because in college I was using Snapchat and then afterwards I've kind of fallen off. But I mean, all my friends still use it all the time. So it's like, that makes sense. And now it's like that those people are starting to get more money to spend. So I, I think it's going to be a platform that, yeah, it kind of took a shit over the past few years because I'm going to be honest, when I used their platform two, three years ago, uh, running ads for, you know, local haunted houses and that kind of stuff, it was kind of shitty and archaic to use, but it's starting to actually catch up to Facebook. And there's still nothing out there that compares to everything you can do on Facebook because Facebook knows so much about everybody. Yeah. but it's getting closer and I think it can actually be a platform that going forward, since not that many people are on it, uh, can be a better, a good alternative to your Facebook ads. That way you're not putting all your eggs in one basket mm-hmm. to putting your ads, spend some of your budget on Snapchat and Pinterest, um, because it's going to be a little bit cheaper because it's not, there's not as many people bidding uh, for impressions. So I, I think in the future, it's going to be something that it'll be worthwhile spending your money there. So it's, uh, I think they're doing some positive things over at Snapchat. So I look forward to getting really kick-ass and really good at their platform because I think it, it could be the future. Yeah. Um, so hopefully that can be reflected in the future. I'm, I'm not an investor in Snapchat, but I think, uh, I, I think they're doing the right thing. So, I mean, fingers crossed for them. Yeah. Um, so Q, I, Q actually has like hardcore like beliefs um, that Snapchat's one of the coolest social medias because it's one of the only ones that you can actually have a like attain a product with like with their their um, the spectacles or yep. yeah yep. Um, stuff like that like they should uh, Q's been saying like they should roll out cameras stuff like that yeah um, 
and it's it could be really cool kind of like go, I, have like gopro types yeah, yeah exactly exactly so um we've actually started to use our our snapchats a lot more in the last like couple weeks and okay. it's because like i feel like i i always have snapchat downloaded but i never like I would check it. I don't even have the notifications on. So yeah, you check it I like would, once a week. Yeah, see exactly. Send me something. Yeah. Exactly. So I would check it and then, oh, I have like 10 Snapchats all from maybe Monday or something like that. And now I'm checking it maybe every other day or something like okay. that. And yeah. I, I see the, the change in that, in that platform. Um, and that's awesome. And um, before we move to our away from social media, like platforms, um, we get this question a lot and it's a question I like to ask on the podcast. Um, but if you can give someone just starting off a brand that really wants to get an Instagram page going, um, let's say they really want to attain 10,000 followers. Mm-hmm. Um, what kind of advice would you give that person uh, in order to achieve that number? I would say first and foremost, finds a niche that you're passionate about, that you can actually put cool stuff, you know, out into the uh, the feed, into the Instagram algorithm that you think is badass, that you think is cool, that you think is spreadable. First and foremost, find that content and know that you can repeat it and duplicate it and create things similar to it so you can keep putting out good content. I think that's first and foremost. And then I've never had a problem with the follow for follow method to get followers early on. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's something you could do. And then once you start getting some followers, you know, actually genuinely comment on those people's stuff when they follow you back. Don't don't freaking do a bot and have the bot comment. Oh, this is badass. This is cool. And, and emojis, because that's not that's not cool. Uh, you know, it's not going to actually help you. It's not going to be an actual genuine connection. Um, but then just keep posting the good stuff. Don't be afraid to do the follow for follow method and, and you'll grow organically that way. Um and then there are these networks that you could try to get into once you get enough followers called basically pods. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's similar to what I was doing on Twitter, but on Instagram. And what the pods will do is you'll get in this group. So say, you, you know, you work your way up to 5,000 followers. Mm-hmm. You get in a group of other people that are around 5,000 followers that are in your niche um, and have all those people like your posts and have it automatically like their posts. And what that's going to do is going to kind of trick Instagram's algorithm and it's going to allow... Uh, your posts to be more likely to be seen by the people that follow the pages that are liking your posts. So what that allows you to do is get on the discovery page more and then that will give you uh, just kind of an extra boost uh, to your organic social. Uh, And that's one way you can kind of trick the the Instagram's algorithm by just having those other pages, get in a group, you know, make friends, go on there and be, if you see other pages in your niche, be like, Hey, I'll like your post all the time. If you like mine, Mm -hmm. because that'll kind of trick the algorithm to, to helping you, uh, grow bigger and you'll be able to be seen by their fans on the discovery page. And one thing that really helps when you're doing that method um, and trying to trick the algorithm that way, and it's really just gamifying uh, Instagram because the, the way their algorithm is ranking you is based on how many likes you have, you know, the velocity of those likes if they came to your uh, that post quickly. Um, the comments, if the comments don't seem body, that's, a, that's something that's going to help gamify the algorithm. Um, but then also once you start hitting the discovery page, you're going to see your views and likes on that post go up and skyrocket. So what you really want to do is have a call to action 
in your caption. You don't just want to have a cool caption. You yeah. want to have a badass caption and then right underneath it say, hey, uh, follow whatever your username is because you're going to be on the discovery page. These people aren't going to be following you. You want to tell them when they see it and they, if they like it, say, yeah. hey, just give me a follow and link to your profile so they can follow you. Otherwise, they're just going to go on with their day and not really, not they're not going to go follow you like right. unless you tell them to. So don't be afraid to just say, hey, give me a follow if you like this for more. Yeah. And then put your handle in there. But yeah, just try to yeah follow for follow. Uh, get actually real comments, comment on other people's stuff, and be genuine. Uh, post cool shit. Yeah, um, and get in groups that where you can try to try to gamify the algorithm, and eventually you're, you'll grow. So that's yeah. the way to do it. That's awesome. That's great advice, honestly. And my voice was cracked, but um, I like moving on into the future for you guys. What, what do you see? Like, what's the overall vision for prolific? And, um, what do you see you guys kind of do? What do you guys, what do you see yourselves becoming? Yeah. So we, we like to think of it as we have three pillars. So our first pillar is, which is going to be basically the the foundation of our business is going to be our agency. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we'll be running paid acquisition and helping people with their, uh, their website. We're not actually going to build it. We want to help them optimize it. So when we're sending the traffic, it makes sense. So it'll be, uh, you know, running page ads and conversion rate optimization for their websites uh, and doing consulting for that and then actually being the media buyer. So that's the agency. And then we're going to start working with some people on an academy. So um, one of our founders created and sold a, a software company called Thread Me Up. He's built some other software and he's sold to, to other people. Um, so we want to make an academy about, you know, building a software companies, but then also um, teaching people how to build their website properly, um, how to build out their digital marketing funnels and do paid ads on Facebook, Google, Pinterest, uh, Snapchat. Um, teaching them how to learn how to you know optimize their website to to get emails and but then also um, to put in the social proof you need to to have the best conversion rate possible and just basically teach people how to be an online entrepreneur so that'll be our academy yeah and then we have what we call our incubated stores that we own uh, one of our, our bigger sites is called memes for Jesus um, where we don't actually uh, do the organic social on the page, but we partnered with the page. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have, it's like 400 some thousand likes on Facebook, uh, almost 200,000 likes on Instagram, but wow. we built the website for them and we run all the traffic to it. We do the Google shopping ads. We do the Facebook and Instagram ads. So we, we have internal stores like that where, you know, we handle basically the entire business and everything. All the products are printed on demand. So when an order comes in, um, comes into our website. Uh, we have our printer printed and ship it out. So we're actually working on that middleman software where we'll be able to manage that relationship between our customers and then some of our clients' customers. Uh, we'll take their orders in. We'll, we'll see what their design they want on the shirt or the pillow or the wall canvas. Send that to, you know, whether it be their, uh, a screen printer for shirts or a canvas printer, send that uh, that order to the printer and, and then have that printer ship it out and we would be the middleman. So we're actually going to be working on that software, but nice. that's the way we see our three pillars. Um, the fourth one would be that software, but it would be, you know, our agency and that's really the foundation where 
we get to learn and kick ass for clients, you know, by doing paid ads for them and helping them make their website as optimized as possible, you know, building a really good academy. Um, there's a lot of people online that I've noticed that sell these academy courses that it's like you could tell they probably like if, if, if you do digital marketing, you can tell when they're saying something that they probably don't know what they're talking about. Mm -hmm. And that's what we're trying to like get rid of because there's so many people that are like, you know, all you have to do is run Facebook ads and you're going to be a millionaire tomorrow. And it's yeah. like, that's not fucking how it works. So it's like you got to uh, we're trying to kind of just get rid of that and actually tell people the truth and be like, you know, it is actually going to be pretty hard to get something going online. Um, but it is possible if you do it the right way and go about it the right way. Um, so then that's our second pillar of the academy and then our internal stores um, that we inc incubate brands with. And in the future, we plan on making you know investments in brands and growing brands from, uh, from the ground up. So that's uh, yeah, that's how we see prolific going. And. Um, in the future. And yeah, we just want to focus on those three things. And they all kind of are just focused, uh, synergized around being really fucking good at digital marketing mm -hmm. um, and just staying with the trends and not letting our egos get in the way, just letting wherever the data is saying this is where it's working the best, letting your energy flow to that. Yeah. Love that, man. I love that. What, um, so uh, podcast, when we first chatted, podcast was called Ur The Urban Misfit Show, mm -hmm. uh, has recently rebranded to Strange on Purpose. Okay. And uh, we've seen, honestly, uh, people love the name and we've been rocking and rolling with it. But one of the questions that we used to ask people um, was, what makes you a misfit? And with the rebrand, um, I've got to ask, what makes you strange and strange on purpose? Um... Oh, that's a good question. Um, I don't know, man. <laughs> I uh, here I'll tell you mine if that helps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Help, with, with me, like I'm strange because I don't look at things like what everybody else does. So I don't look at things from a normal lens. I look at things from uh, just my quirky, weird lens. So if I see something that uh, the Brewers are doing. And something that the Cubs are doing, how can I bring that back to my agency and kind of spin it in a different way and in a different light for us to use it? Um, yes, I know these these two teams are just massive and I we cannot relate with them, but yeah. how can we spin it that mm -hmm. we are relatable uh, in that same lens? So um, I'm strange because I look at th things from a different lens and I look at things... Um, differently than anyone else really um yeah. and yeah i uh gosh i don't know man i think uh i think i could be strange because I, I don't know my big thing is again the data over ego thing i don't know if a lot of people think like that i uh, maybe that's my strange thing i don't i don't know i don't know i mean that that can you can roll with it honestly I, that's the first time i've ever heard it so yeah. um i mean data over ego that's literally i hear people saying like don't get your ego hurt or anything like that but i can see like that's that's something strange and that's something quirky about you but then that's also something that defines you yeah yeah for sure yeah. i love that i love that but yeah I, I just wanted to thank you like obviously coming down uh you guys won't see the the weather but it's like terrible outside yeah it's sleety uh, it's, it's snowy yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah Milwaukee. It's, it's nasty yeah it's exactly it's, it's february <laughs> weather yeah and um it's supposed to snow in the next like six days um like three times which is awesome but yeah. um wanted to thank you for coming down obviously yeah. anybody where can people find you 
um, when they're looking to learn more about Prolific or, lo- or learn more about Jacob? Yeah, the best place to find me would be you can either go to prolific.media. Um, so that, that's our website. Or you can go follow me on Instagram. It's prolific.jc. Um, but yeah, that'd be the best place to, to find me. You can just say, yeah, I reach out on Instagram and I'll get back to you. Um, or you can go check, check out the website, but yeah, thanks for having me on, man. I appreciate it. Oh yeah. Thank you. And, um, look forward to working together. Yeah. Same.